I got so many clubhouse invites and I asked my friends and I have Android and I couldn't use it. I was just like, <laughs> ready to throw my phone at the wall. Got to get another phone for it. So initially it was invite only, like we mentioned, and invite codes were going on sale on eBay for about $400. And I remember it was like, it was kind of hard to get an invite for a little bit, but then it wasn't like maybe like a week later, it was like easy to get in. So it wasn't like it was that long, but it did spike a lot of interest. Welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Hey, Jeff. So how long should betas be and why should you ignore Android users and 50% of the market? Betas can be forever. And what is an Android? I feel absolutely attacked. All right. So today's show, we're talking about Clubhouse, a social audio app. Yeah, so what is Clubhouse? Clubhouse was a fad in COVID. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, Cl- Clubhouse is an app that creates audio-only chat rooms for folks to connect. So uh, you can search for conversations around identity, life, faith, hustle, places, entertainment, and much more. The website PC Mag had a really great description of Clubhouse that I loved. And it's what if Twitter was a podcast that you lived inside of? Mm. And I think that's so, so true. It just feels like an endless feed of audio rather than text. Like I played around with it this morning. I'm an Android user, so I wasn't able to download it until today, which is October 16th in 2021, which is about a year and a half after all the fad started in early COVID. So like March, 2020. Um, and I was just like clicking through and it's just people talking around like different topics. It was, it was kind of interesting, but yeah, that's the product in a nutshell. You know, you can, you know, connect with people. It's a bit of a social network. It's got the social aspect of it, but yeah, that's, that's clubhouse. Anything else you'd add there, Jeff? No, I think you nailed it on the head with what if Twitter has a, was a podcast that you lived inside of. I mean, the, the whole idea is like stream of consciousness, but audio and not and not text, uh, which is obviously a little bit harder to curate, but a lot easier to listen to because you don't have to sit down and read. Totally. Oh, shoot. I've joined a clubhouse by accident. <laughs> I'm trying to leave it. It sounds like you called your bank. It's <laughs> <laughs> No, I did. So we just went live for a little bit there on clubhouse for the first time, but... We can talk about the business model for Clubhouse, and I think Clubhouse is a founder's dream. So lots of buzz, lots of growth, lots of VC money, and you'll figure out revenue later. I honestly have no idea if and how Clubhouse is making money. In fact, I actually highly doubt that Clubhouse is making money right now. In all seriousness, it's early days for Clubhouse. Like, you know, the company's been operating since 2020, so it's about at most two years old. And they're in the business of eyeballs, or rather eardrums. <laughs> and it's a bit of a sandbox for the product team at Clubhouse. You know, I'd be really interested to be a product manager in Clubhouse right now. It's a really interesting problem to solve, you know. How do you not frustrate this existing customer base? They have a couple million folks using the platform on a daily basis, or a weekly basis, rather. And it doesn't seem like it's yet monetized. So lots of opportunities if you're, you know, for the product team there to just figure out, hey, how can we start generating revenue? Some ideas that they currently have that they're building out is the creator grant program for Clubhouse to help support emerging Clubhouse creators. Um, So they'll actually fund Clubhouse creators. So Clubhouse will pay creators to uh, continue to talk and to build a flat platform, which makes sense. 
And then they're also working on additional features like you could tip the, the Clubhouse creators. You might have tickets for Clubhouse events and maybe just subscriptions to some of these creators that are building all this content on Clubhouse. So mm-hmm. it's really, really interesting. And it, like I said, it's it's early days, so I don't want to be too hard on Clubhouse. It's just being a little bit facetious there. But, you know, Jeff, just like a, a quick, you know, product management case interview right now. <laughs> How would you monetize Clubhouse? I would actually leverage what what made Clubhouse famous to begin with, which I think is bringing on these like really famous, hard to reach people, um, and then you know providing some sort of subscription access to them. Think of it pretty similarly like Cameo, except for one off videos, you would do like a subscription service. Like maybe I don't know, Mark Zuckerberg has a fireside chat every Wednesday <laughs> for thirty minutes, right? And then you pay him to be, you pay him for his presence. Uh, and That's so really interesting. Yeah. Think about how there's like this pretty insane world of um, like this conference circuit where people go around, they give like talks all the time, like famous presidents do this. And a a lot of really famous people go around and they'll they'll give talks. I mean, I think there was like Sugar Ray Leonard had given a talk at one of our company company conferences one time. I mean, and he got paid handsomely for it. So I I would think of something like that, but instead of having to go and fly to Vegas to do that, you could just do it via clubhouse. That's really interesting. You know, it's like, you just have like a chat with your favorite it's kind of like a Comic Con interview, you know. It's yeah. like you're bringing on your favorite yeah. uh, actors or voice actors or actresses. Yeah, but you lower the barrier of entry. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to like fly to San Diego to do that or anything. No, I, I love that. that. That'd be really interesting, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. Um, Hopefully, yeah. you got hired there. Now that you got, <laughs> <laughs> I passed that case interview question. Exactly. Um, let's talk about the history of the product. As Mike alluded to, Clubhouse hasn't been around for too long. It started in fall of 2019, so we're right at two years now by Paul Davison and Rohan Seth. Originally, it was designed for podcasts. Um, I think very similar to another competitor we'll talk about, Spotify Green Room, where people wanted to get behind the scenes of folks that were chatting via live streams in audio to kind of make make ends meet. And people just wanted to see what it was like behind the production. So it started as iOS only, which I think is hilarious. I think it definitely added to the exclusivity of the app, which we'll talk about in a bit, which I think is pretty much led to the the spike in growth that it had in early COVID times. I was um, so angry. I got so many Clubhouse invites and I asked my friends and I have Android and I couldn't use it. I was just <laughs> like ready to throw my phone at the wall. Got to get another phone for it. So initially it was invite only, like we mentioned, and invite codes were going on sale on eBay for about $400. And I remember it was like, it was kind of hard to get an invite for a little bit, but then it wasn't like maybe like a week later, it was like easy to get in. So it wasn't like it was that long, but it did spike a lot of interest. I want to talk about that a bit more because that's a very similar model to other product mm-hmm. launches that we've seen that have been really popular. I mean, Facebook is probably the most famous example that I can think of where you used to have to be a part of Harvard to to get an invite. And then it was Ivy League schools only. And then it was colleges only. And slowly it's everybody, including your grandma and grandpa. But <laughs> And you know, the at platform's the t- dying. <laughs> exactly. But at the time, it was like a really big deal where you can only get invited if you are part of this very sacred, I guess, like club of people, which is why it's called Clubhouse. At the time, it was valued at uh, $100 million. It gained a ton of popularity during the early months of COVID from December 2020. It gained a lot of popularity during the early months of COVID, and it ended up with about 600,000 users in December of 2020. So even prior to what I would think is like the the peak of Clubhouse, it was still gaining a pretty decent amount of traction considering you know, one year in, it had like 600,000 users. In January of 2021, it had a weekly active user count of 2 million people. So 2 million people were kind of checking in and checking out and using Clubhouse, which is pretty, pretty awesome. In February of 2021, there was 3.5 million downloads. 
Uh, and it, that number grew between February 1st to February 15th from 3.5 million to 8.1 million, which was insane. Wow. That's probably the craziest two-week growth period of downloads that I've ever heard of. It's and insane, man. What primarily drove that growth was, again, like exclusivity, but also the fact that there was some pretty famous celebrities that made their appearances, like Elon Musk and uh, Mark Zuckerberg got on and had different conversations about different things. So that's where... You know, I think the main draw of Clubhouse came to be, and I've talked about this before, access is such a powerful thing. People definitely will pay for access, especially when it comes to like watching live streams of people uh, on Twitch <laughs> or like I mentioned Cameo, like getting getting someone to talk to you or about you uh, via Cameo or whatever that may be. So there's definitely some uh, a large interest in that space. The weekly active use went to $10 million about a year after the release. But actually, the user base ended up declining 21% from February to March. So there's that large spike in growth when Mark and and Musk were on the platform. But then once they kind of left, so did the users because you, you kind of go where the famous people are, right? Think about yeah. it. You're like following the crowd here. And then it just became, I would say like there's this weird void now where there's still clubhouse creators that are on the platform, but there's nobody that's so famous that you'd want to go and like listen to them for. So, and I think like when I asked you like the fake case question that I was totally off the cuff <laughs> um, yeah. of how would you monetize Clubhouse, I think you're spot on though. I mean, just thinking about this, like seeing the like the weekly active users decline, or sorry, not the weekly active users rather, but the user base declining by twenty percent after you have these like mega tech icons of Elon mm-hmm. Musk and Mark Zuckerberg go onto the platform is. You need to start to you need to find a way to bring people on consistently to generate that buzz and, and keep it going. So, um, yeah, I think that that's really really interesting. And so I think that they've recognized this. So in April of 2021, they partnered with Stripe to build a monetiz- In April of 2021, they partnered with Stripe to build a monetization feature, which is called Clubhouse Payments. I think probably just to like tip people, and I don't know if there's any they're planning to have any like premium, like subscription like content or anything that like. I don't know, similar to like OnlyFans or, or YouTube or Twitch, <laughs> Twitch Premium or anything. Well, that'd be um, weird. OnlyFans for Cl- meets Clubhouse. I'm sure there's a market there. Yeah, you just want to hear people's voices, you know. Only ASMR channels. Um, yeah. Well, maybe and, they're just, maybe they're building out the plumbing to monetize. I mean, this makes perfect sense. Oh, for here. sure. Yeah. So also in April, Twitter had discussed purchasing Clubhouse for four billion dollars. You know, this is funny because I feel like I missed this news. Like I Same. didn't really remember hearing about this. It wasn't that big of a deal, but. You mentioned earlier that Clubhouse is Twitter, but with audio. So this like makes a lot of sense where people are just kind of chirping about what's new and what's what's relevant. They had also announced a partnership deal with the NFL, which I also didn't hear about. So I think Clubhouse is actually moving away from having these like couple points of interest where you have Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and whoever come on Clubhouse. And then instead, they're having partnerships with large organizations so that they can bring in these people for like on Clubhouse's mm. behalf. So maybe that's a bit more sustainable of a model. We'll see. I feel like right now it's hard to know because they're kind of in a, in a dip after uh, a lot of the buzz in February. In April of 2021, there was a SQL database that with 1.3 million Clubhouse user records, including like names and emails, that was actually leaked on a, on a hacker forum. So that doesn't bode very well, especially for an early company to have your security kind of breached. Luckily, I think in April, most people had already left Clubhouse, so maybe it's not that big of a deal. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, that's definitely not a good look. In May of 2021, there was finally Android availability, which is hilarious. It's like Why? that slow poke, you know, meme where Android came, you know, a couple months after all the big the big wave. 
Uh, so I thought that was actually really, really funny. And in July of 2021, uh, they partnered with TED Talks and they opened it up to all users. So Android and iOS and anybody can come in and you don't need an invite anymore. Oh, thank God. Yeah. We're ignoring 46% of the market segment that has Android <laughs> phones. So, yeah. so frustrating. I will be team Android for forever. So yeah, you'll just have to get some stuff laid, I guess. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to start my own clubhouse on Android only, with blackjack <laughs> and hookers. No, so we can talk about who Clubhouse is for. So it's really hard to get a read on their target segment. I think that initially when it launched, um, me being an Android user, like it was the outside looking in, it, it felt very pretentious. You know, it was iPhone users only. I saw a ton of like side Twitter conversations from like a lot of like the VC community mm-hmm. that I follow and the product community that I follow on just like, hey, like we're doing this like super exclusive like clean tech talk or like whatever talk. And then it's interesting. And then whenever I saw it, I missed it. And then it's not recorded. So I just completely lost it. So it was like kind of frustrating for me mm-hmm. the way that it launched and announced. But I think it was a super small team. It was like eight people or something like that that launched during COVID times in like May so of, of 2020. So just wild to see that. So I had some, you, you, like Jeff mentioned the usage st- statistics here with like the weekly after users, about 10 million. Same thing with 2 million, or sorry, 2 million users on the platform. <clears throat> sorry, as Jeff mentioned, there's about 10 million users on the platform um, and about 2 million active users. So definitely is still a lot of customers here using Clubhouse. And I think the interesting thing about Clubhouse from a customer perspective and a you know, go-to-market segmentation or go-to-market perspective is that you can almost perfectly segment your audience where because it's based off of conversations it's based Mm -hmm. off of topics you can pick and choose it's kind of like a platform you know it's like quora for example where if you want to learn about science fiction or if you want to learn about lord of the rings or game of thrones and all this fandom you can pick things so really really interesting and i'm curious to see what the next year or two brings and i think what it's all going to come down to is can clubhouse continue to monetize or sorry continue to engage and grow their can Clubhouse continue to grow and engage their customer base and also monetize? Because that I think will be the literal million or billion dollar question for them as they as they move forward with this, you know, two million eardrums that they have or four million if we're multiplying everything by two. But anyways, let's talk about the competitors in the space because it's relatively new, but I think there's already some folks that are doing something similar. So I first want to talk about Spotify Greenroom. Spotify Greenroom, I think, was a relatively recent release. And it's kind of the same premise. It's podcasters that are giving you a live behind the scenes look uh, and having these live candid discussions with people behind the scenes. Obviously, it's a little bit more polished because Spotify is like a large audio listening platform with podcasts and music. Um, So I think that that is probably the biggest threat to Clubhouse as of now. With that being said, Spotify Greenroom, if they're focusing on podcasts, usually it's you know, it could be for a bunch of different topics, but I think Clubhouse has this more, I don't know, like grassroots feel to it, I guess, you know, it's, it's sure. less curated. Um, the other competitors that, I, that are similar to this, at least in feel is one is Cameo. So Cameo is basically a platform where you can get like a 30 second clip or shout out from a famous person and you pay them money to do that so that you just pay them for their time. It's, it could be anything from like happy birthday to congratulations on your 10 year work anniversary, whatever it is. Um, Discord is something that's kind of similar where it's like a lot of channels and and audio, although Discord is community driven. uh, Whereas, you know, Clubhouse in this case is more of like a curated experience in some ways. Like you have one host uh, versus like a bunch of people. 
but yeah, like in general, those are the competitors that I wanted to call out. I guess like Twitter would be the text equivalent to this, right? Where, you know, instead of audio, you have Twitter feeds and uh, people tweeting about stuff and whatever is on the top of their mind. Totally. And, and there's a great fortune article uh, that was written like earlier this year. That's basically like, you know, how can Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Slack, LinkedIn, all the big tech companies clone <laughs> the clubhouse features um, <laughs> yeah. to do this? And, and you saw something similar when Instagram launched where, yeah, uh, sorry, when, sorry, when Snapchat launched and then Instagram copied uh, stories. And I know Twitter also is, is testing their spaces, which is like exactly like Clubhouse, um, where it's just if you have 600 or more followers, you can uh, join a room of, of talking to people. But yeah, we can talk about our thoughts. So I am more than happy to kick this off since it's super fresh, since I <laughs> just downloaded the app today, a <laughs> uh, year and a half after getting my first invite. But I think that they have an interesting product on their hands, especially during COVID. Like they're, and I'm interested to see that. It, I didn't know that it was founded in fall of 2019 before uh, COVID-19 lockdowns, but it's really interesting bringing the conference to you. You know, it's like you can engage with different people from a social perspective and then have conversations with topics that you might be interested in with people that you, you don't even know. So really interesting. It's kind of like chat roulette, but voice only. I don't know. There's so, so, so many things <laughs> here. With their... Actually, I think where I struggle is just like, how are they going to monetize this platform successfully? But mm-hmm. And then the future will tell. So it's, it's hard for me to give like that full concrete review. But if I'm going to give a, a number, I'm going to call this a 3.75 just because of how they launched. You know, I think their go-to-market was kind of weak with just ignoring half of the market segment. And that I think stalled some of the growth from people that might've been interested in the platform. It did have like this exclusivity, which I think was great. You know, I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, barrier to, you weren't able to actually to join without an invite. That was great, but you got to launch to a hundred percent of, of phones. Uh, Maybe I'm just on my soap box here. A little bitter. Yeah. I think (laughs) I'm just a little bit bitter, but uh, yeah, 3.75 for me. Yeah, I'm going to give actually the exact same rating, which is a 3.75. I was thinking the high threes. I'm a little torn because if you were to ask me about Clubhouse right around February, March, I would have said this is a fantastic product. But once I realized that a lot of their competitive advantage was in the creators, not necessarily the platform. And when the creators left, the platform sunk. That's where I had to kind of bring the number down. I'm interested to see what happens next. If they do bring back on like really famous people to lead these conversations in Clubhouse, you kind of get that exclusivity back uh, and then people will flock back to the platform and then it'll be really interesting to see how that kind of shakes out. But access is not to be taken for granted. I think like, you know, we talked about famous people getting on Clubhouse before. Imagine, I don't know, Kanye West getting on Clubhouse and having, having, you know, a Sunday worship that he, I think it does on TV (laughs) now, but like imagine if you can get access to that Clubhouse. Yeah. Or, um, Or imagine if you get to hear from... It's I'm gonna make it pretty appealing for you. You get to hear from Josh Allen. He gets oh, man. He, he does I'm a sold. thirty minute he does a thirty minute clubhouse after he wins a Super Bowl or something. Uh like and and or the media does their their questionnaires uh on on Clubhouse. So there's a lot of really creative things that you can do and it's all about access and timing. Whereas, you know, the difference between that and podcasts is podcasts, you know, you can listen whenever and it's less about the exact time when you listen to it, but but Clubhouse has this kind of instantaneous feel to it where you feel like you're part of like some group or you feel like you're in the room when this like conference is happening or you feel like you're a part of some some revelation that's happening live in front of you. So I think that part of it is what's magical about Clubhouse and they really should capture that and leverage that in terms of their uh, future strategy and growth. Yeah, awesome. 
Well, a short one, but a sweet one for, for Clubhouse. Those are our thoughts on Clubhouse. And we'd love to hear from you, our audience. Maybe we'll spool up the next episode on Clubhouse as opposed to me just clicking around and actually entering <laughs> <laughs> random chats. But definitely reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And I guess now you can find us at Clubhouse, question mark, at Prodex Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast. Yeah, and if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.